It's the second half of Main Street Sports today. Coming up, we'll be joined by the voice of the Predators, Pete Weber, talking about uh, the hockey team in Honky Tonk. Also, perhaps a little shakeup in NFL broadcasting booths. That discussion plus little throwback Thursday, 1980s MLB logos. A little discussion there. Let's get back to the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Welcome back in. It is a throwback Thursday. There you go. I like that. We'll get into some logos later. I'm excited about it because this is, this is a good one. This is, this is going to be fun. Um, but scrolling through Twitter, as we are wont to do here on the show, I, I came across... Um, that not the Super 70 Sports, but whatever it was, that's when I came across the the 1980s logos, and I thought, man, these are cool. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting into that. But before we do that, yesterday we told you that the Monday Night Football quasi-doubleheader is (laughs) coming back, and I guess perhaps one of the broadcasters on one of those games will potentially be Fox's Troy Aikman, who would be leaving Joe Buck and headed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So he he would, he would be leaving Joe Buck in the booth and heading over to uh, potentially ABC ESPN for Monday night football. And honestly, I like Aikman. I think, I, I think he's good. I think he was better before Tony Romo showed him up. And then he tried to start being Tony Romo. Um, but I do think Aikman is a, is a good analyst. Uh, and I think he would be a good addition to Monday Night Football. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I think I could listen to um, Troy Aikman a lot more easily if he were paired with someone other than who he's paired with. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, I mean, that, so that should be, that should make him an easier listen, whoever he's with on Monday night football, I think, unless it's play by play guys coming as well. I don't think that's coming. I don't think that's going to be the, uh, yeah, I don't see that being what happens. Um, who is the play by play guy right now? Is it Tarico? No, for Monday night football. Yeah, it is. Um, Steve Levy. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You tell I don't watch a whole lot of Monday Night Football. Yeah. Um, odds are probably if Aikman does show up to Monday Night Football that there could be another play-by-play. Um, you know, Al Michaels, his contract was up at Sunday Night Football. Now, there have been some talk about him. Yeah, with NBC. There have been some talk about uh, Amazon Prime going after Michaels for that exclusive Thursday night. Also, Aikman was in the mix for that. Of course, this story now leading towards ESPN, so potentially Michaels could go to ESPN with Aikman. That could be one possibility. Um, you know, Chris Fowler is is there. He and Kirk Herbstreit have done a couple of NFL games. Um, didn't like that. I didn't either. I, you know, and Fowler is very good, very solid at a lot Mm -hmm. of different things. 
Um, but he's never been one of my favorite play-by-play guys. But he's he's very good, and he can do. I don't. I do not like Fowler. Yeah, I, yeah. I just. I don't love him. Just didn't really care for him on NFL, and maybe it was just you know not being used to him in that. Could be I, you realm. Know, and, and I think a lot like Joe Tessitore, to me, they're so ingrained in the college atmosphere, mm-hmm. in the college game that it's. It's a little odd to hear on the NFL just because the the vibe of the broadcast is so different, and uh, we're so accustomed to that. It'd be like, um, um, uh, uh, oh Keith, um, Keith Jackson, Keith Jackson yeah. doing NFL games, which I know he did, but you think of him as a college play by play guy, right? Yeah, I, I mean, if John Madden and Pat Summerall did college, it'd be mm-hmm. weird. It'd be odd. Yeah. It just it would just sound awkward. Yes. Not that you wouldn't enjoy it because they're great. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be like you know, the CBS two thirty game having Dave Neal. Sorry. Well, <laughs> not not that Dave's Dave not Neal. great. I'm just I'm, saying I, it would sound weird. <laughs> you know what though? I think that there are some people that would probably be in favor of that. <laughs> I would much rather Given have the Dave's CBS, than Danielson. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> the Daves are other. I, I mean, I I don't I don't hate Nestler, but I I certainly don't like Danielson. He's he's rough, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter anymore because we don't have to deal with it because that contract is over, and thank God. Um, who should Fox go after? I have a name that I would throw out there, but I want to hear you guys take on this. Who who should who who should pair up with? Uh, it's they're probably going to promote from within. I assume with Greg Olson, but. Lord, let's hope not. Uh, but if they could go get somebody, who should they go get? For a color analyst? Yes. I think any promotion Charles Davis could get would be a great one. I agree, Bo. I, I think his talent and what he does is worthy of that spot. I don't know if he's in that high enough in the pecking order yet. For that, um, but also keep in mind that uh, former Saints head coach um, is Sean Payton Payton, uh, could be a potential option. You know, a a network that wants to make a splash with a no name, following in the footsteps of you know everybody's trying to follow Romo and find Mm -hmm. that flashy. Although I do think Sean Payton would be good um, in in that um, in that booth uh, with Buck, but. Uh, yeah, Olson is certainly is one of the guys that um, people are talking about for that. I don't know, Chris, who do you think? I'm not a big fan of Olson. I don't think he's very good, but that's just me. Um, I think they should go get Jay Feely, if for no other reason to keep him off the Titans broadcast. <laughs> oh, man. I'm kidding. I, seriously, though, I was like, no, I, I thought, I think <laughs> Charles Davis is the best mm-hmm. color analyst in the game who's not on an A-team. I agree. And I don't know why he's not on an A team. Maybe it's just the people in front of him. I don't know. Because I don't pay enough attention to it. But I think he does a great job. Yeah. And the, to me, and, he's phenomenal. In the networks, I mean, you know, who's been above him over the last few years? Tony Romo on one network, Troy Aitman on the other network. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Aitman and Buck are, I think I read, the second longest NFL tandem behind Summerall and Madden. Um, I mean, they ever, 
I believe I so. Yeah. Certainly not current. Yeah. I think so. Hmm, that's interesting. Yep. Did not know. We've been that. together for a long time. Oh, that that it is interesting to me because mm-hmm. one one I didn't watch the NFL before I moved here a lot, other than Thanksgiving and the playoffs. So I mean that 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 would surprise me either way, but that's that's I mean Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth were together for a while. They have been, yep. So them being number two would would certainly be interesting to yeah, wow. Um yeah, I, you know, I, I just feel like this is this is probably a, a good move for Monday night football. They're They've been looking for someone to, that has that technical mind since Gruden left, uh, but I just don't know that Roma or that uh, Aikman has the personality that they're really looking for. Mm. For me, for me, I feel like Monday Night Football is kind of like um, it's not necessarily a super serious broadcast all the time. Maybe they want it to be. I don't know. No, it's it's been kind of more the flashy. It's the prime time element to it. And over the years, and you look at who's been there. Uh, you know, sure. Romo's style probably would fit better in a Monday I, night I booth. That's than, what I was thinking. Than an afternoon CBS game, but mm-hmm. he and Nance certainly have made it work. No question. No question there. Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to Pete Weber. Uh, we've got a lot to talk to him about. Stadium series, Preds play tonight, uh, Pekka's uh, ceremony. Lots to get into. So. The voice of the Predators joins us on the other side. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. 
You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to Main Street Sports today. We are really enjoying this throwback Thursday as we throw it back to our humble abodes. JP throws it back to us. He's like, hey man, y'all come back now. You here? What a miserable week it has been. Miserable week it has been. The good thing is the weather is going to change. And next week it's going to be in the 70s and sunny one day. You'll get mid mid to high 60s. But Saturday, Mo, your favorite. Colder than a well digger's behind. 49 degrees the high in Middle Tennessee. And that bodes well for an outdoor hockey game. Because it could be it, it could be worse. It, it could be. It could be 79 around here. You never so, know. So, yeah, yeah uh, this is great news if you are the Nashville Predators in the National <laughs> Hockey League. Hopefully Lake Tahoe doesn't happen again. So, to talk a little bit about that game and, of course, tonight's big ceremony with the GOAT. And Nashville Zoo named a goat Pekka, by the way. Did you that did you see that? That so, was Monday, guys. That was that, that was phenomenal. We have <laughs> Pete Weber joining us now, as you can see if you're watching. And Pete, welcome in. How's Thank it going? Thank you very much. Thank you very much, guys. I was surprised you didn't bring my name up as one of those Monday night football commentators. I, oh. I thought I'd just throw my hat in the ring there. Well, I, I'm in. I, we just figured that there would be a conflict with hockey, <laughs> but we play so few Monday nights. See, I could, I, I could probably you, work that out. Oh, okay. Well, let's 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 get it, <laughs> let's get it started then. Pete on Hashtag, MNF. There, we go. there you go. Hashtag, Hashtag Pete on MNF. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pete, tonight the the Preds at Bridgestone Arena will be recognizing Pecorino and and raising his jersey to the rafters but there was a big luncheon yesterday i guess that yes. um recognized him as well and i'm sure you were quite involved in that yeah i emceed that yesterday at the grand hyatt downtown and uh, a full ballroom for pekka pekka's uh, family his parents his two sisters one his twin and uh, his fiance and their son paulus they were all there taking it all in, and Pekka had been told uh, before the program began that he wouldn't have to speak. I only had to call him up to the podium three times during the course of the program. So uh, he got more than a little bit surprised, but he did a great job. <laughs> so y'all set him up, basically? I didn't. Uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna put somebody into the bus here right now. 
I'm, uh, Rebecca Ward is the Rebecca Ward King is the one who said, "No, you don't have to speak. You'll be fine." <laughs> Better to be prepared in the event that Pete Weber is the MC. Apparently, that or <laughs> my agenda called for me to call him up three times. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's even better. Yes. So let me ask you then, was this a left-hand, right-hand thing, or was this intentional? I think it was a left-hand, right-hand thing. I, I don't think okay. with any question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was It was not, it was not a uh, a conspiracy, no. Okay. That, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm no sure conspiracy Peck didn't try it, though, you know? He, he always has done everything else. I mean, here's a guy – his first ever game in the NHL uh, against Chicago back in 2005, the first shot he faced in the league. And here's this kid who grew up in Finland, dreaming of coming over and to excel here. First shot he faced, shorthanded goal, beat him. Then he hangs in there and wins the game 5-3. So I think uh, we've shown that a uh, quite resilient goaltender, to be certain. I think the one thing that might surprise people if they don't follow a whole lot of hockey and then they see Pecorine on the screen or whatever, particularly in a street clothes like last night. Yes. He's taller than you think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. At, at one point when we had Anders Lindbach as his backup, we had 13 feet of goaltender. Yeah. We had, you know, we had six, five and six, seven, uh, to cover oh. the net. Yeah. So that was, uh, and obviously they aren't going to be huge guy in terms of width. Mm-hmm. But uh, when they go down on their side, they can certainly cover a lot of net. Then that's for certain. And good luck going top shelf, right? Yeah, very good. Very, if you can hit that one, you are truly a sniper. Yeah. Wow. Um, Pete Weber, the voice of the Nashville Predators, with us here on Main Street Sports today. Um, obviously a big night again as Pecorino will be recognized prior to, prior to during, all yeah. night. How, do, how does that work? Well, we've got, we're asking everybody uh, who's attending the game to be in their seats by 545. The program will start at 6, and not a 7 o'clock face-off tonight. It's going to be much closer to uh, 730. So we're kind of following what the St. Louis Blues did a month or so ago when they retired Chris Pronger's number. I just don't think Pekka will chug a Bud Light on this podium like uh, Pekka, Pekka won't be doing that. The Chris Pronger did do it. And I think that was part of a sponsor thing in St. Louis. <laughs> um, tonight's a big night. Yep. You know, coming off of a big win against the Panthers, looking to um, keep it rolling tonight. But also, um, the the stadium series mm-hmm. Saturday. And as Chris mentioned, it's supposed to be a high forty nine for that. But you got the lightning coming in, and um, this is a big deal, not just for the Preds, but I guess across the league. Yes, it definitely is. I mean, they've already brought in uh, the guys from the Hockey Hall of Fame came down for Pekka's luncheon yesterday, staying through the weekend with most of the league's trophies, including that uh, big one that weighs about 34 pounds, the Stanley <laughs> Cup, uh, to be on scene for all of this. So they are putting full steam behind this. Uh, Commissioner Bill Daly, uh, Assistant Commissioner Bill Daly is already in town. Gary Bettman will be here for things on Saturday. And as part of this peckup and the stadium series game, the number of Preds alums who have come back to town. We had a, a little informal gathering last night, and you know Scotty Upshaw was there, Jordan Tutu was there, Steve Sullivan came back, uh, Shea Weber 
got back. He didn't get back in time for the luncheon yesterday, thanks to uh, some problem with the airport in Calgary making the connection to come through here. But uh, it's a goodly number of the Preds alums, and there's quite a few that still live here as it is. So uh, you, you can tell how much they have loved and appreciated Pekka over the years. And when Kimo Timonen comes back, Kimo a fellow thin. So when Pekka had that uh, infection a few years ago after he had some hip surgery, and he was out for 50-plus games that season. So uh, Kimo's waiting out in the hallway. He, by that point, uh, he had been retired, and he walks into the room, and he comes back out. He said, I want to talk to Pekka. And he comes out, and he goes to me straight-faced. He says he'll never play again. Well, he only played about seven years <laughs> after that statement. So, <laughs> But, you know, don't we, don't we have to trust someone who speaks the same language? I mean, Pekka speaks great English, but, I mean, Fin on fin, that's what I there would have expected. There you go. Um, loved it. You mentioned um, Jordan Tutu. Um, loved that the NHL um, put out on social media a picture of Jordan Tutu at 222. Yes. 222-22 Tuesday. That yep. was, uh, that's pretty much the for the win there in terms of social media. Nothing um, better, right? And, and that's his birthday on top of it all. Is it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What, what else yeah. could he have been born, right? I, I, well, I was there you go. Say. That's a good point. <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah, yeah. Chris, um, whom do you have there? I, I think I, we've got somebody that wants to ask a question. So. Yeah, Charlie here is 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 making it a little bit. She's she's struggling because she's she, she's sleepy. So I've been having so to play I. dad and uh and and radio show host. Uh, the entire show, so it, it's okay though. We we really and uh, really enjoy Charlie here, so she she does a good job for us. But I wanted to to kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about Saturday because yeah, um, yeah again, it's it's going to be great hockey weather. <laughs> uh, it will be better than the than the Winter Classic when I wore my sweatshirt and sweat and, yeah. and sweated the entire time out in Dallas. Um, well, especially, did you go to the corn dog stands? I, I went. I, to, I told there was highly seasoned, so they really could have made you sweat. Oh, it was uh, all of the food there was phenomenal. I, I yeah, I don't think I had anything that wasn't good uh, in Dallas, but. There will be some good stuff on, on Saturday as well, but you get to the lightning coming in here and well, it's that's a tough that's a tough opponent. I mean, you're talking yes, about the defending cup champs, so two time defending cup champs, yeah. yeah. They won the last two cups, one in the bubble in Edmonton, and then in more normal times, and I know we all use quotation marks around normal <laughs> right now, uh winning it uh, last year as well. Well, what what obviously the Preds have a game tonight, so they're not looking to this specifically just yet. But well, what, Bill Belichick wouldn't. No. Well, <laughs> there you go. But what does uh what does this team have to do to to upend the the two time defending champs on the outdoor ice? Stay in their zone as much as possible. Make them defend because when they attack, this is kind of like what happened in South Florida the other night. If you can keep them back in their end, keep the game even for a good piece of time, and then make them defend in their end of the ice, that's where you can cause them problems. There's no guarantees, but it gives you a better chance. 
and maybe stay out of the box. The, this, and they've been, they've been doing a, that better the last few games. Yeah, boy, there was a string there where they were, you know, killing penalties more than 10 minutes. And when that's, you know, 16, 17% of your total game time, uh, that's a little bit daunting to be certain. Certainly can be a spit, but I guess the positive is this team has been better on both the kill and the power play this year. Yeah. So that's and the other night, Tanner Janot scored the team's first shorthanded goal of the year. And that was a big part of that comeback in the third period. That was kind of, that was one thing I was going to say is how important was it for that, for, for this team to make that comeback after being on such a tough skid there. And yeah. then you get down four, three, you thought you tied it up, then they wipe off the goal. And it was just like, Oh no, here we go again. Except this yep. team kind of bowed up and said, no. And we're prior not to going that, there again. Prior to that, Chris, there was a goal, the Predators, that was scored by the Panthers. The Predators thought should have been wiped out. It was not. And then they scored the goal that did get wiped out. So <laughs> that was iffy you, at best. You, you talk about bouncing back, and that they did. And in the context of playing a club that is the most dangerous offensively in the league right now, yeah. Florida Panthers, more dangerous than the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think that was uh, huge for them. Now, will there be a home ice advantage at Nissan Stadium? Since it's the first hockey game ever played there, I think I'm safe in saying no. They might be accustomed to it, might get uh, great support from the fans, and likely will. But uh, home ice advantage is all going to be how guys adjust to different situations. And uh, like you say, in that game in Dallas in the – in the winter classic two years ago, it was, uh, I was seated right next to the ice. It was about 53 degrees there. We thought it was a bit risky being down there because there was that ever present threat of rain, but it, it worked out well as the predators took a two, nothing lead, but they ended up losing the game four two. And that was the, the game where, uh, Ryan Ellis got concussed early in the game. And, uh, Corey Perry became, Public enemy number one for hockey. Number one. Oh, yeah. we we were all angry that day. There's no question. You, you know who he plays for now, though, right? Do not. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh no. So I'm sure he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna get a very warm reception uh, from Predators <laughs> oh. at Nissan Stadium. <laughs> wow, that's unfortunate for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, hopefully, I'm, hopefully it's just unfortunate for him. Yes. There you go. Yeah, I'm looking to see if the electronic billboards that I see so often driving in to work uh, might have some mention of that. And perhaps I'm being a bit of a rabble rouser here, hoping to inspire somebody to do Good. That. You should be. <laughs> we hope you are. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully someone will pick up on that. That would be great. Pete Weber, voice of the Nashville Predators, with us here on Main Street Sports today. Um Pete, besides Corey Perry being a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning, what else do we need to know about these next couple of games? Well, I'd say, number one, Dallas has played very, very well coming into this game here tonight. So this is going to be no uh, excuse me. The predators know that's going to be a, a huge, huge task here this evening. But And with Tampa Bay, basically all you have to say is two-time defending cup champs and how well they have been playing the last number of seasons. As a matter of fact, they had the best record in the league three years ago and then got upset in the opening round by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, matter of fact, they were up was 3-1 in game one and ended up getting swept in that series. So anything 
can happen in this game. Absolutely anything. And uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this plays out here in Nashville. And I, I'm, sure, I'm going to add a little bit of to the story for you. A few years ago, when uh, the Bristol Motor Speedway passed from deceased husband to wife, the wife expressed interest in hosting a hockey game over there. Who knows? That still might happen. And imagine the crowd that could be happening over there. Hockey and stock car racing. Yes. And that's... with the collisions and the speed involved, Mo, that, that's not that far-fetched, I don't think. Makes sense to me. It does. It does. That's that's an interesting mix there. Hey, Pete, uh, before we let you go, I have to ask because, well, it's probably the biggest random story of the day involving the Predators outside of Pekka is were you surprised to read Andy Strickland's tweet that the Preds were actively shopping Philip Forsberg? I was surprised to see the word actively uh, because I think general managers, shall we say, imply that they are, everybody is available and ready for a big offer. But I also, I I think that uh, I talked with David yesterday. I I think he feels confident he can get the, uh, the signing done, but he's open to offers. You might as well be when you have a property that valuable. And that uh, is, uh, he could bring a pretty good return, I do believe. When's the deadline, Pete? 21st of March. Yeah. So still got time. Still got time. And let me tell you, too, about Philip Forsberg and me. Three weeks ago, we were in Arizona. I got tested positive for COVID. And I thought, oh, no, I'm going to have to drive back to Nashville from Glendale, Arizona. Fortunately enough for me, that same day, Philip Forsberg was tested positive. So they sent a jet out to fetch us and bring us back home. I think (laughs) Philip should be thanking you, Pete. Oh, no, no, no. I I was very thankful. (laughs) And and the worst that both of us had was like cold-like symptoms. So we're flying back here to Nashville with Jacob Hartsfeld, our pregame show producer, who also had tested positive, and we're going, all we have is like sniffles. We all could have done our job last night, but with the current protocol, not to be. No doubt. Pete, thank you, man. We appreciate it, as always. I hope you get to hold on to your headphones and your microphone there. He's he's having a tough time with the microphone, I can tell. (laughs) Pete Weber, voice of the Nashville Predators, with us here on Main Street Sports today. Pete, we appreciate you. And um, when we come back, we're going to get into some MLB logos right in Chris's wheelhouse. Stay with us. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. 
Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Hey, welcome back in. It is Main Street Sports today. And it is a throwback Thursday here as we get you ready for the weekend of sports. A lot going on this weekend. Again, we'll be live on location tomorrow at the Ag Expo Center in Williamson County. Uh, Mo's heading out to see some wrestling this afternoon, and we will then um, be there again tomorrow on location. Should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, stop by, please, and thank you. So, anyway. Mo, what's going on? You... Does anybody else hear that? It sounds like Hang on a minute. water's running. <laughs> Hang on a minute. It's fine if it is. <laughs> so we've got, I was like, what? I think what he's got that? a heater on. Oh, well, that, that was fine. I just, yeah. you know. I think it's a heater. <laughs> well, we, all, need it we all know Mo, we all know that Mo does get a little chilly, and that's okay. I didn't Mo know what chilly. it was. I was he just making sure it heat. wasn't me. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, well, sorry about he, that. I forgot. You should have uh, a <laughs> Mo can stand the heat, so maybe they should have hired him <laughs> at Grambling. <laughs> sorry. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Hey, uh, Mo, I, I had to tell you this before we, before we get into, uh, and this is kind of high school related here in Middle Tennessee. Uh, the Class Six A state semifinals in Alabama class six say now mm-hmm. will feature the Coleman Bearcats. And the reason that that makes a difference here is I just want y'all to know that beach beat Coleman by 40, 40, 40, 40 and that zero. team. And that team is in the state finals. In, state finals? State, well, they call it the finals. It's the, okay. They can't call it final four, but, that's yeah it is the state semifinals but it's at the finals 
Okay. So anyway, they're in the, fi- the, 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 the final four of Alabama's class six, a, which is in, you know, it is not the top, but it's, I mean, that's, that's crazy. So How Alabama, good is has, Alabama has seven classes for everything. They have seven classes for everything. And the seventh class only has 32 teams in it. Okay. It's a lot. It is a lot. But they also don't separate private schools either. So that also makes a difference. Hmm. Okay. So, so there's that. Um, anyway, I just thought that was I, – I just thought, my gosh, this beach team is incredible. Apparently. I mean, how good are they if they're beating a 6A Final Four team from Alabama, which I know Alabama basketball, whatever, but – by 40? Oof. 40's a Man. lot. 40's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they're, they're I'm I'm kind of scared. I I hope whoever <laughs> comes out of that region six is is prepared. Yeah. yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. So <laughs> you can say Yeah. No question. Um, I was scrolling through Twitter and I found this, and uh JP has it available to us. Uh the the logos for Major League Baseball's 1980s era to me is is there a better era? <laughs> I mean, here are my favorites. All right, the White Sox are are among my favorites. Obviously, the the Brewers they finally went back to it. The Mariners I absolutely love. The Braves I like it better, and really. I mean, the Astros is really cool to me. The only one that's probably worse is Texas, I guess. You don't like the quarter ton hat? I I think the Texas logo for the time is is you know pretty cool. And and I mean the ten gallon hat just just says it all. I, I think I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But to me, everything falls in line behind the ball and glove, the the MB there of the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, I well, just think that's a fantastic logo. Well, we've had the top five logos, and that was both of our number ones, I believe. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's, I mean, it really is. Now, the Angels logo, I don't, the one I remember from that era was the A with the halo. With the halo, mm-hmm. And then that when they were California, it was the CA, which was their by far their best. Which which a certain local school later lifted. Yeah, well, that happens quite often. Oh, I love hey. I, I love the Detroit logo here. the The cartoon tiger head to me is really really cool. Um, much better than just a, a plain D. But. You don't like the old script D? I mean, it's fine, but I think this one's better. I don't know. I, I mean, I understand that, that that's kind of how baseball works is letters make great logos because they got to go on caps. Yeah, that's right. I, I, like, I like the Mariners, the upside-down trident deal there. I think that's kind of cool. I don't know why you go away from that. 
<laughs> yeah, that one's kind of been lost, at least in my mind. I I did not remember that Mariners logo. Oh yeah, um, and it's phenomenal. Yeah, the for me the one that really speaks to this era is the Expos, mm-hmm. and you know I, I'm sure many baseball parks still have this, but get those mini helmets with ice cream, soft serve ice cream. Mm-hmm. The Expos helmet was the one I always wanted, and my first t-ball team i was on the expos Hmm. so the first baseball t-ball that i ever played on team was called the expos so maybe that's why t-ball yeah Mm -hmm. i sure did (laughs) so both my my brothers the two teams that they played on in little league were the dodgers and the cardinals and i just couldn't take it and by the way mo we kept score in our t-ball well, good. Oh, I'm yeah. Glad. We, we kept when, score. We JP, had, we had I, winners and losers. We played Dizzy <laughs> Dean, and my dad will remember this story. Uh, we were in the district tournament, or or I think it was a district tournament, and we were in T-ball now, five and six years old. Yeah. And the, it, the ninth batter comes up, and you run to home plate, and you hold the ball up, and that's how you end the inning, right? <laughs> well, most teams, that's, that's, that's how they got – that's how the innings ended. We were pretty good. And we we could throw it to first and get people out. Well, at the middle of one of the games, the guy looks at my dad, who's keeping book, and says, uh, "Oh, y'all get people out." And my dad's like, "Isn't that the point?" <laughs> I mean, we were we were a pretty good t-ball team. I mean, we went to the state tournament. So, but but I just thought that was fun. Wait, whoa, whoa, state tournament t-ball. Stop. Oh yeah, and this. In Dizzy Dean, you go, you go all the way to the World Series. T-ball and T-ball. Oh yeah, because you know we were good. We kept score too. We could get people out, and you could get people out. Yeah, which that's all you really had to do in T-ball was get people out because the other teams couldn't. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I, we didn't we didn't have the the major league teams though. We actually we were just Dora or East Walker or whatever. So. Okay. Anyway, bring back the Trident logo. That's all I'm saying. I like it. There we go. Just bring it back. I like it. And then bring yourself back tomorrow as we're live on location at the Ag Center. Come by and say hello if you're going to be there. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, yeah, don't, hey, don't don't come by if you're not ready to sit That's down. That's right. Though, <laughs> might throw some headphones on you. Yeah, exactly. Been known to don't, do that. Don't, be, don't, don't, uh, don't be like Pecorine. And, uh, be ready to talk. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and be ready to talk. So. <laughs> All right. Y'all come back tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it on Main Street Sports today. For JP and Mo, I'm Chris Yowsing. Have a great day.